0: Our text is in Jonah. Uh, I will read verses uh, four to six, and then we'll comment on five and six. So, Jonah chapter one, verses four through six. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had lain down, and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. Father, we thank you for your word, and we pray that you would open our ears uh, to understand it and open our wills to obey it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, verse five starts out. Then the mariners were afraid. I would imagine that mariners are typically a courageous and proud people, because after all, they go out onto these open seas and face storms and, and just great difficulties. And especially back then, you know, I mean, these these people didn't have GPSs and what we have now in terms of protecting them. And yet, here they are, they're out on the sea, and it says, then the mariners were afraid. So I would imagine many of these mariners were very seasoned veterans of the sea, and yet they knew to be afraid. In other words, they were seasoned enough to know now to be afraid because look at what the end of verse 4 says. The ship was about to be broken up, and so they were afraid. They could sense this, they knew this. And every man cried out to his God. Now, in addition to being a courageous lot, sailors are also typically a rather immoral lot, present company excluded. <laughs> but really, the ports of the world for thousands of years have satisfied the lusts of sailors. I mean, when I hear some of the stories that when I met sailors, I, it, it's, 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 Incredible what immorality exists in this world and is largely catering to this population. So, see, these sailors were typically this immoral lot, but they knew the sea. They were courageous. They were proud. And so I want you to see what these people are facing. The ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and through the cargo into the sea. You see, this crew knew the limits of the ship, but who knows the limits of the ship better? God. God could push that ship to within a millimeter of breaking apart. These sailors, I am sure, had never experienced anything like this. And so they knew this this is unusual. This is of God. And so They are an immoral lot, yet they have their gods. Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his god, and threw the cargo into the sea. I think they all run together. In other words, these sailors weren't calling out to their god in times of tranquility, typically. That's when they were in port. That's when they're enjoying the benefits of the immoral lifestyle they've chosen. But when they're out in the storm and they're about to be destroyed... That's when they're calling on the name of their God. So, see, soldiers have their foxholes in which they cower in fright and pray to God that who otherwise they would ignore in life when they're getting shelled and bombarded. And sailors have their storms where their ship is about to be destroyed. And so they pray to their God. But yet, did these sailors really have hope that their gods would save them? I don't think so. Again, it all runs together. And every man cried out to his God and through the cargo that was in the ship into the sea. In other words, they're done. The reason they're calling out to God is that they're about to meet him. And they're wanting to get on good as terms as possible in the next few minutes. I don't believe they have any faith that they're going to be saved from this storm. They're going down and they know it. And so then it says... But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had lain down and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. Now, when I read the commentators on this, some of them are puzzling over why Jonah could be sleeping. They just say, some would say, he was exhausted from his rapid journey to Joppa, and now he's just getting the rest that he uh, did not get during that trip. And some of them just flat out say it wasn't because he was uh, running from God. That isn't why he was asleep. That's wrong. I mean, anybody that reads this book that really meditates on it knows exactly why Jonah's asleep. And I believe when I tell you, if you don't know, you'll know. You'll say, yeah, that makes sense. Have you ever run from God? Have you been a Christian long enough or been running from God long enough to know what running from God means. If you really know God and you've really run from God in the past, then you know what this is all about. Because if you truly know God and you've truly run from God, what were you running to? Nothing. You run to nothing when you run from God. Because there's nothing to run to. The world is an entirely, utterly empty place when you run from God. And you know it. You're a true believer. You know it. And so you seek rest. You seek relief from this nothingness in the oblivion of sleep. Because only when you're sleeping... Do you feel that weight lift off you of the nothingness into which you're running? That's why is asleep. I have no doubt in my mind. I realize it's not explicit, but yet I believe with all my heart that's why he's asleep. Because he's running from God. He has nothing to run to. But he doesn't want to go to God. And then this comes. What do you mean, sleeper? Arise! Call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. In the Lord of the Rings, in the return of the king, there is a scene where Aragorn has decided to go into that mountain in which there are all these dead, all these dead souls of cowards. And he sets his face face like flint and he enters into that cave. Legolas, without a thought, gallops into the cave after him And Gimli, the dwarf, is standing outside this cave, looking at the cave, and he says, well, this is a thing unheard of. An elf would go underground where a dwarf dare not. He's afraid, and yet he's humiliated. He's shamed by the man and the elf that have just run into that dark mouth of that cave. And so he barrels in. He was shamed into going into that cave. And see, that's what's happening to Jonah. The title here is Jonah is shamed. Arise, sleeper. Call on your God. A pagan has to come to Jonah and command him to pray. Isn't it ironic? But yet it was necessary. God Wanted to totally humiliate and shame Jonah into acknowledging that everything had been turned upside down. And yet, we see no evidence that he prayed. This table is set for some of us in the midst of the storms of our lives. There are some weeks when you come to church and you don't feel like coming to church, but yet you're here. You may even wish you'd stayed home because you just don't want to be here. You've been too in love with sin over this past week to feel good about being here in God's presence, in the presence of God's people, smiling and pretending that this was a wonderful week. And yet, God calls to you, arise, sleeper, pray. That's what this table is all about. It's all about reaching out to people that are in many ways running from God. So, as we come to the table, I ask you, I command you, as that heathen skipper did to Jonah, pray to God. Uh, Come out of your doldrums. Recognize that God wants you to serve him with your whole heart. Father, we thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for this table that is set before us in the midst of our enemies, in the midst of a world which is opposed to us, in the midst of unbelief that refuses to acknowledge the mystery that is faith. And so, Father, we pray that you would strengthen our weak faith, that you would humble us and humiliate us if necessary to bow the knee to your authority. And we thank you now for your many blessings in Christ's name. Amen.